So hi everyone, I'm here with Michael Weir today from Atradius. Atradius in the um, uh, the credit insurance, but also in the outsourcing space with presence all around the world, particularly around, we're going to chat a bit about the accounts receivable and uh, collection space. Um, and Michael, you're in charge of like global solutions for Atradius? Yeah, I'm part of the global solutions team. Myself and my colleague, Armand Hessels, are here today. Yeah, and this week you're at the Shared Servicing and Outsourcing Week. So yeah, sure. Going? Yeah, shared service, SOW, Estoril, Portugal, otherwise known as, I suppose, the Grammys or the Oscars for the world of shared services. Yeah, so how's the show been going? What have you picked up? You've been there, what, two days now? Yeah, we've been here since Sunday. Obviously, we come and there's there's an element of camaraderie, people putting their stands up. Then there's a welcome sort of party for the people who are obviously going to be attending and the stand members and things like that. So, yeah, that's a little bit looser. It's not getting into the minutiae of order to cash uh, so that was positive on Sunday then of course Monday people start registering delegates start arriving workshops start taking place panel discussions round tables various other things case studies and ultimately you have yeah, basically this is like the Oscars mm. uh, of shared services so literally it is obviously we're on shared services only one piece of our puzzle but we're here because we want to help come in at the back end of shared services and help with accounts receivable. So to me, it's been a massive education. I'm not an expert in shared services, but I've taken part from an AR perspective in some of the in some of the roundtables and I've spoken at some of the events. Some of the topics that seem to be on there, talent seemed like that was a big issue. Obviously, cash flow is a big issue, which is where you guys would pay a big part. Business transformation. I mean, what are some of the things that you picked up as being challenges today that people have been talking about? Interesting challenges. I mean, I can only speak from the ta- the ones that I have had the time to attend, but t- things like trying to streamline, trying to streamline processes, trying to create a situation where yeah, there's a, an end goal. There's more of a sort of not a whole bunch of lanes, but just one motorway to success for companies. Because obviously you've got accounts payable, you've got customer service, you've got AR, you've got all sorts of, so many facets that go into shared services. So what I've learned from this is that People are wanting to make life much easier, but ultimately not get into a situation where they're trying to like jail commercial right through to the payment. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, we're, the end goal is obviously to get the seals. That's the top line. But the bottom line is really what matters. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're living in post-pandemic times. We're living in economically difficult times. and People really want to focus uh, on the end goal, which of course is the bottom line and getting mm. back on track. And obviously you've got offices all over and people from there are there from all over Europe as well. I mean, what's the sense in terms of differences between the different markets? Are, are some, a lot of the same challenges the same everywhere? I mean, you know, I come from a got a UK perspective, but also you've got people from elsewhere in Europe. And it, w- any kind of differences or changes or are we pretty much all facing the same issues? That's a very incisive question. And obviously I'm not qualified to, to answer uh, specifically, but what I would say, there are certain areas in the world uh, that obviously have more focus than others. Obviously, big news at the moment, for example, is America and their debt ceiling. What's going to happen? Is that going to be resolved? Because obviously, if it's not resolved, hopefully it will. But if it's not, the uh, the global economy will be tremendously impacted. You know, obviously, each region does have their own separate headaches. I don't want to get into the politics of it, but obviously, um, you know, Ireland would be more stable than, for example, the UK. I found out today that the inflation has gone down for the first time in a long time. But there's an answer to your question. Different countries have different issues. You know, there's problems in Southern America. There's people here from America, Northern America. I spoke to a couple of guys earlier on who are from Dallas and mm. from Houston. 
and they said they've got specific issues which I've mentioned and um, they've got their own problems. And the long and short of it is a lot of people don't actually know what's going to happen. If you'd have said to me, this is going to happen two, three, four years ago, if you'd have said to anybody what has ultimately happened, they would have thought, wow, my gosh, it's crazy. Life is a roller coaster type thing. Yeah. And what about closer to home in terms of cash flow, uh, yep. you know, accounts receivable, those kind of things? I mean, you've been chatting to delegates there around accounts receivable and cash flow, yep. those kind of things. Is that is how much of a challenge is that uh, across across the different markets with the guys you've been talking about? Is that an upcoming issue in terms of people paying later, suppliers paying later? That's a really interesting point because DSO is always used, including by myself. But I've noticed now that commercial, because people are driving for sales, it's not so much DSO, it's about the average day people get paid now. What can you do if a commercial team is driving business? They're extremely vociferous in their driving for business and they're putting people on very flexible credit terms. Finance teams can't do anything about that. So mm. if you've got a big deal and you put them on 90 days, that's going to impact your your numbers. But in answer to your question, I, what I would say is uh, I've noticed it varies from market to market. If a company is a very commercially driven company and, they want, and they're really just want to get seals on the board, seals on the board, they tend to have more AR issues because mm. that's their focus. But if companies are a little bit more mature and a little bit more maybe been in the market a long time, it's much more uh, like a plateau type situation and there's not these huge fluctuations. So the companies that are having the most issues would be high growth, in demand. They have resource issues in terms of finding the credit professionals to also manage the amount of invoices that are coming through. And of course, as I said, commercial flexibility to get deals over the line, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So there's all sorts of, this is my very layman's set of answers, I must have. So it'd be yeah. impossible for me to give you a, a comprehensive or just articulate way of this is the problem. Yeah, it does feel like the world outside of political issues, the world is going through economic constraints at the moment in terms of like downturns, particularly in Europe, certainly in North America as well. We're seeing inflation in a lot of different places. And you just wonder if uh, companies are seeing increased pressures on cash flows. And one of the ways they can do that is by then looking at their receivables process. And maybe they yeah. haven't invested enough already. Do they go back and then start to, to start start to invest a little bit more in it to, to free up free cash flow? That's absolutely, again, wanting to be diplomatic. A lot of companies that I've spoken to are now looking at freeing up more working capital because I'm sure you know from reading the news, a lot of companies, which you wouldn't have thought of, even dreamt of years ago, are are, are cutting down their staff but mm-hmm. and streamlining their operations, some of the really the big hitters across the world. So, And I have had some conversations where they've emphasized that maybe projects that they've parked, huge financial type regurgitation of money that's just sitting there that hasn't been properly worked from a credit management perspective that is now becoming more of a focus for cfos more of a focus for boards to get that money back into the coffers so yeah there's definitely an emphasis on um catching up for a little bit of putting things on the back burner yeah so you think it's yeah, the whole receivables piece the current receivable is coming up in terms of the priority so there's going to be a bit more investment in it because it's it is an opportunity for folks right I mean, again, it depends on the the company, but yes, certain companies that would have, from my experience, said to me, Michael, I'm really talking to you. It's been good. I've enjoyed interacting, but it's not something we're looking at now. Mm -hmm. And 
of course, to anybody out there who's looking to do business, this is always disappointing. Then you put it on six months, then you put it on our six months. They keep saying, oh, we might look at that the second quarter of next year. So project wise, we've always been quite far down the ladder. But now in recent months, I've noticed that mid range of the ladder, we're not number one, but we're, they're giving us a lot more time now. So earlier, you were just mentioning about how much things have changed in the last two years. You couldn't have predicted the last, certainly the last five years. So five years ago, we no, never predicted where we are damage. now. Nobody could have um, done it. And we've, we've only got visibility over what we know today. Do you think, what's your outlook for the economy? Do you think we're, wh- where do you think it's going to go? Do you get any sense of that? The general consensus from what I can gather is that things will, we've maybe dodged these sort of recession bullets, so to speak, but mm-hmm. nobody knows. Obviously, it, a lot of it is down to politics. Yeah. Who gets in? What happens? Will there be reconciliation maybe in certain areas of the world? Let's get inflation down. Let's get the let's avoid the economic collapses. Let's not make silly political decisions impact our life. And also let's try to get over the pandemic as well. But again, that's just me going on a kind of like prediction wise. I think touch wood. I think uh, there are better times ahead. And I think from a company point of view, I mean, it's running a good business is part of that, right? So so you've got to have good processes, transform your processes, making sure they're being as efficient as possible, making sure you're maximizing working capital as much as you can as well. I suppose you know, part of this, these kind of shows are truly to maximize some of that and put those opportunities out there for folks, right? 100%. I've gone to numerous events over the years. Unfortunately, I'm starting to get a bit more mature, Chris. And then I've been to <laughs> shows where it's all salesy and it's all razzle-dazzle and everybody trying to twist your arm to, to buy this and buy that. This is very much educationally driven. And it's something I would highly recommend as a if you're looking to know about what's in the marketplace, whether it be software, whether it be AI, whether it be ourselves that are very people-oriented, reputation oriented, integrity oriented. So it's really good to come and have conversations, but more importantly, you can align that with learning about uh, techniques that will mean that you can take them back to your respective companies and refine your systems. There will be people going away from this event, driving better performance in the months to come. It's interesting how we always used to think of companies and software really as being standalone, almost like isolated. And really the last sort of five, 10 years, we're increasingly becoming more interconnected. Even from an outsourcing point of view, it's kind of like it's rather than just being, I'm going to do everything myself. It's like, I'm going to rely on other people to do it. I'm going to rely on a separate software system to do it. And you've got APIs in the the technology world and you're getting business outsourcing in the the, almost like the employee world. It's interesting how we're becoming much more interconnected than we ever have been before i think yeah um yeah again apis i've sold apis in the past there's a lot of integrated solutions there's all sorts of i have a couple of booths beside me that are ai oriented i'm just speaking generally this is not a specific claim but i think a lot of the customer service side of things in the world will become more ai oriented but you can't Mm -hmm. take away the um the personal approach you can't take away no matter how techy you are no matter what people have fears that their job's going to go to some robot or something out there at the end of the day charisma the nuances the the human interaction i think was highlighted very much in the pandemic it was a big loss that teams can do a certain amount but in person you can't change that so i think these ai functions and apis and all the various bits and bobs they're all great they're all wonderful but when it really comes down to the nuts and bolts these are a complement to the uh, the human skills and the personnel that are here but again it's all a matter of opinion for all i know some companies will let their software 
you know, take over from their staff, but I really don't see that happening from a personal opinion. Yeah, uh, it's interesting through the pandemic, we all did stuff on video like we are today, but at the end of the day, you've gone there in person because there's added value because it's about relationships, isn't it? It's the human contact is important. 100%. And we've obviously had a lot of interaction, a lot of friendship, but it's been a wonderful experience meeting people. I met people last year here and they remembered me for just some humor and they remembered parts of my life, you know, that I shared with them. And it, it's, you have a kinship, obviously, in person. It's nice to meet people. Obviously, Teams, I must emphasize to you now, or any form of technology is absolutely phenomenal because it means that anybody can reach anybody. If you're in a global position like myself, you want to speak to somebody in America, where some of my clients are based, or anywhere, APAC or Australia, if you've got, you can literally just click a button and, t and chat to them. But obviously to meet them, then you can have, you can have a launch, you can have a chat, you can, they can see your body language. It's not just a case of going on the teams. I say this respectfully with your pajama bottoms on and your shirt on and popping out to the shops at lunchtime. There's more of a, listen, a commitment to yeah. actually making sure that the relationships go back to the status quo they were pre-pandemic. Yeah. What you don't know is I do have my fluffy slippers on today. Uh -huh. <laughs> to be honest with you, I can assure you I don't have my pajamas on, Chris, because if I had my pajamas on here, I think I would be probably lifted by the, lo the, the local <laughs> Portuguese police. It wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a pretty sight, but I have been known to wear some very strange outfits in my day. But what I would say, it was more just for brand awareness, but suffice to say the brand is well established here now uh, and in, in, in other events because we're doing it's not just me here i have colleagues doing events in the uk uh, there's events in america there's events in europe all over the place the most important thing is meeting people and of course it goes without saying atreides credit insurance is like literally it's the stallion of credit insurance across the world it's the absolute go-to reassuring managing trade you know, in the world of actual trade credit. We are obviously a caveat to that. And of course, it's we're very proud to be associated with such a well-known name. So it helps us. That's fantastic. As you said, you're at the Oscars of the of the outsourcing world. So I think last time I saw you posted a picture of you on the bike. So, so I don't know what we're going to see this year. So I'm going to look forward to seeing what I'm going to see. It's not a pretty sight, Chris, to be honest with you. Whenever I see these pictures, I have this idea and maybe I need to stop doing it. I have this idea that when I'm dancing on a dance floor or I'm cycling on a bicycle that I'm in the Tour de France. I still haven't lost <laughs> that in, on the bike. And, I re and then I get the video and I see... I need to go on an immediate sort of smoothie diet. And then it's a bit like when I'm on the dance floor, I'm going, why am I pretending to be Justin Timberlake in midlife? It's hashtag midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're having a good time. So it sounds like it's been super interesting anyway. So, so these things I always find informative. So Michael, thanks very much for making the time. I really appreciate it. So it's great to hear how it's all going. Really appreciate it, Chris. You've been very kind and I wish you every success and keep me posted. Will do. Okay, thanks.